Welcome back to BTB. Obviously, we all have habits in some form that don't necessarily serve us, whether it's, you know, staying up super late, watching Netflix all the time, or spending our time on our phone rather than reading or going for a walk or whatever you like to do. So today we are going to share some tips for swapping habits and share how we are changing for the better. such a good opening Megan like thanks I really felt like it was good <laughs> it really pulled me in I'm like really excited for this episode <laughs> okay good I am getting better <laughs> yeah if you guys agree drop us some love on either Instagram or feel free to leave us a review if you're feeling inclined but today yes. swapping habits super excited to talk about this this is um I would say a foundation to my business wouldn't you agree yeah, I would 100% agree. I think that a lot of times um, maybe the new business owners don't fare out well because of, you know, habits that are in place that maybe aren't serving them. Yeah, for sure. And even in your personal life habits, mm-hmm. you know, it's good to reflect on them and just be aware of tendencies that you develop because they're not always great ones to have. Um and there's always room to grow and to be better, like Megan said. So right. um, let's dive right in and replacing your bad habits with habits that support your well-being or goals that you are um, working towards. Your values and your goals will kind of fall in line with that. And right. it's really important to have um, actions that you do that are supporting your growth and longevity, of course. And um, Megan brought this up and it's not necessarily good and bad habits. Like there, that's yeah. a lot of, um, a negative viewpoint on it. It's just, we outgrow day-to-day things that we do all the time. And it can get hard to ditch those. If you mm-hmm. do it over and over again, it becomes like autopilot. So when I say like replacing, we don't want to talk about them in good or bad ways. I think the idea is to not like demonize any habit that we have or anything we, you know, like to do as something that's bad for us. So if you enjoy watching Netflix, like Kate and I were just talking about this before we hopped on our call today, that I am in a season right now where it's January. I don't have a lot of work going on and I'm really enjoying like watching a ton of movies and TV shows. And it's not something that I do all the time when my work is busier. So it's been really awesome for like, I've kind of gotten to a habit of like watching a movie at night or like a show and it's been really fun. So I think it's all about just thinking of it in a different light. So when I say you know, bad habits, I'm more so mean something that doesn't align with what your season of life is right now, or what your goals are that you're trying to achieve. So if you, you know, are trying to wake up early, maybe it's not a good idea to stay up super late, you know, watching Netflix or like reading anything like that, you know? Yeah. And I think it's important to point out, like you said, Megan, it's totally normal to have phases where you kind of lean into other activities that, you know, you might say, oh, this isn't growing my mind or 
you know, fill in the blank with whatever. And I've definitely had those, especially during my busy season in fall. Like I had to watch TV in the evenings just to unload and like Mm -hmm. release some of the pressure that I had on my, and kind of escape a little bit. And, um, that's not necessarily a bad thing at all. Like that was what helped me get through a really hard time in my business. Cause I was just yeah. pushing all the time and there's nothing wrong I, with escaping once in a while. Well, I used it as a reward to myself and, you know, and so I think there are, are strategies and ways where you can, um, indulge in things that aren't necessarily, um, supporting, you know, your growth or your goals for the year, but it's something you still enjoy. I'm a big, big firm believer. You should never, um, withhold anything from yourself or neglect, um, certain things that you really find joy in doing. And, um, just for an example, like I'm really focusing on health this year. And even though I love like baked goods, I love baking myself. Like I'm not, um, restricting myself from indulging a little bit in those. It's all about moderation. And I think it's just important to be mindful of, you know, when I, um, set a boundary, like I can't have sugar at all. That's a setup for disaster for me because I just, then I'm like, I'm going to just go all in and go all out. Yeah. That's humans right there. That is Mm -hmm. our human brain that is coming into, into play, but I love that you're doing that and that you're taking it with, you know, with stride and you're not going all or nothing thinking because that's how you're actually going to achieve your goals. So yeah, we're just, we're not aiming for perfection at all. I think that perfection is what is going to make you, you know, fall off and not achieve your goal. Tracking when you keep your new habit can really help you though. I think that that's a big piece that if you're not focusing on the, you know, oh, I fell off or, oh, I stayed up late or, oh, I ate sugar or something, but you're more focused on like, oh, I had veggies today with my lunch. Like, I'm so happy that I added veggies or, oh, I went to bed by nine o'clock last night because, you know, I wanted to wake up at 6 a.m. I think that it really helps for you to focus your brain on the positive side of things. And just like everyone always says, what you focus on expands. Mm -hmm. So if you're focusing on the wins, then you're only going to get more wins. Yeah. And I, I'm a big uh, preacher on like setting goals with grace. So like to add on to, we're not striving for perfection, you know, also give yourself some grace. You're not going to be a hundred percent on it all the time. And we're going to have relapses and cave and um, this, I apply to my personal life, but ultimately my business and you know, that kind of falls into my to-do list. If I don't get everything done, I'm not like, oh my God, I didn't do shit today. You right. know, <laughs> just, um, having that grace for myself, like, okay, like I at least acknowledged my thought pattern, or I acknowledged that, um, this habit isn't where I want to be right now. How can I adjust this to better suit me? Like mm-hmm. that's the kind of the approach that's healthier, I think. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't agree more. We also wanted to note that research shows that it takes about two months to solidify a new habit into your day-to-day life. So I know forever ago, people were saying that it's 30 days or even 21 days came out at one point. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we can all agree that that's not true. <laughs> it does not take 21 <laughs> days. A little, little yeah, longer. Definitely. And this is coming straight from uh, James Clear article. So I've talked about his book a million times. I absolutely love his book, Atomic Habits. We're going to link it again. Um, if you guys want to 
get some motivation for the new year and just kind of read something that is really interesting science about how the human brain works. It's an awesome read. Yeah, it's actually on my bookcase. I haven't read it yet, but it's on my list for this year. Maybe that's one of the books we can kind of do a deep dive into. We've been kind of talking about that. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah, so um, another thing we want to talk about today is how to swap out habits. And um, I think this is also called like habit blocking or um, habit building. There's another term for it. I can't think of mm, it. Off the, I'm butchering this is it right not, now. That is something different that you're thinking of. You're thinking of habit gotcha. stacking. Stacking. That's the word I was That's what for. it is. Yeah. <laughs> and that we can get into too a little bit later, but essentially habit stacking is basically like if you want to start taking vitamins and you brush your teeth every single morning you want to try and stack a habit of something that you already do every single day without even thinking about it. So then you say, okay, every time I brush my teeth, after I brush my teeth, I'm going to take my vitamin. So you're mm-hmm. stacking on another good habit onto something else. So it kind of just becomes um, like second nature. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for adding that in Megan. Yeah. That's a good point about this though. Yeah. Yeah. So recognize and identify what the habit is that you no longer wish to have. And you need to identify the reason behind you know, what keeps you motivated to continue this action. And I think it's super beneficial for everyone to kind of get reflective in that sense. And even if it doesn't come to you right away, um, sometimes having an outer influence to kind of observe can help you determine that, but setting aside space and time for you to really sit and to think about it and not just distracting yourself like, oh, I'll just do something else. So I don't do that. Like, I don't think that's a great approach there. No, it's not helpful. And like you said, I think reflection is super important right now with this, because, you know, I might say, I really want to stop leaving my shoes off of the shoe rack, let's just say. And really that's going out to Victor, my fiance, because I would really love for him to put his shoes away. I was going to say, is this something (laughs) in your life right now? (laughs) Shout out Victor, (laughs) but, um, really like, let's say that was me, right? Let's say I wanted to stop leaving my shoes out of the shoe rack. Um, I would think, okay, why do I want to stop doing this habit? What's my reasoning behind this? If you don't have a why behind it, you're never actually going to follow through because it's just an empty, an empty habit that you're like, Hmm, this isn't good for me to be doing. So let's say my why is if I was Victor, let's say my why is I don't want Megan to have to trip on them, you know? So I think that's all you just having that why is really important for you to actually make it stick. And then when you're not doing that habit, then you have something to pull back on and say like, okay, you know, I need to start doing this because I really wanted X, Y, and Z to happen because of it. Yeah. And you also mentioned the form of accountability, which we can kind of get into more as we go through this episode, but having, some form of, um, outer inspiration or accountability to hold you to habits. That's a huge thing for me to be able to implement new habits. It's better when I have someone, um, that I either have to work with or report to, or if I verbalize something and, you know, I want to keep my word. So, um, that's also another approach you can take. Yeah. I feel like accountability is at your core. Like, I feel like oh, it you so is. Mm-hmm. really, really, really benefit from somebody holding you accountable. And that's great that you know that about yourself. Cause I think a lot of people don't realize that 
I've taken you know? a lot of quizzes and it's affirmed <laughs> in every <laughs> quiz that I tend to put others before I prioritize myself. And I, this has been an ongoing thing that I've been aware of. And I feel like this past year, I finally was able to master kind of um, prioritizing myself more. Mm-hmm. But yes, whenever I'm like, especially, um, let's take my health into consideration for this example. You know, I was like, I really want to start working out more, but let's be honest. If I set that goal, I want to go to the gym three times a week. And I'm the only one that I set that goal for. Like I'm less likely to go. So that's why I got a personal trainer. Like I'm physically being held accountable. Like we have an appointment this day and this day, and I'm expecting you to show up. I'm also expecting you to take care of your body, drink lots of water, um, stretch, you know, there's a lot of things that I'm being given and I right. have to report to someone and say, yes, I did all these things. So that's and I love just... that. It's like, you're using somebody else to have that. Um, like, you know, that you would uphold something for your trainer. Someone else. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you might not uphold that for yourself. Oh, so yeah. I love that you like are able to recognize that and be like, okay, so I'm going to put systems in place and people that are going to like uphold these for me. So I know that I like, I'm not going to fail them basically. Mm -hmm. Same, same principle applies to this podcast. (laughs) I really wanted to have a (laughs) podcast, but I'm like, I know myself, I need to have someone (laughs) that holds me accountable to it. And so thank you, Megan, for holding me accountable. Same. Thank you. Cause I don't think, I don't know if I would have been able to keep going. (laughs) Well, and this just shows that we can go farther when we work as a team. You know, Mm. I know there are some people that can get really far on their own, but in some form or another in everybody's lives, there's going to come a point where you do need to either ask for help or be open to receiving help. Right. And, um, that's something I learned very early on in my business. We tend to go farther and do better when we have a team and people just support us. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, getting off track a little bit. <laughs> Another tip is to start small and I cannot stress this enough. Focus mm-hmm. on one habit at a time. So Megan, have you done this where you're like, okay, I want to totally tackle my entire life and make everything perfect. I'm going to do it all, all at the same time. Have you ever done that? Of course. Yeah. Every, <laughs> I think every single year. You know, I feel like a lot of Americans especially go through this, like, okay, I'm going to change all of these things all at once. And it's just like, so not realistic. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that if you focus on, and I follow, I think I've mentioned him before in here, I follow this, um, YouTuber, his name is Matt Diavella and we can link him down below, but he does a lot on personal development and he has a whole, uh, program and stuff that you can take all about personal development. It's really awesome. Um, he has a lot of really awesome information, but he talks a lot about this on how, um, focusing on one tie on one thing at a time is really what's going to help solidify something in your brain to be able to make it a constant. So if I say, you know, in a day I have to do, you know, 10 of these different new habits that I want to complete, I'm going to feel like my entire day is all of these new habits. And I'm not going to you know, I'm not going to keep that up because it's going to feel too new, too out of my comfort zone. There's nothing that's, um, keeping me relaxed, you know? Well, and it's exhausting your willpower, right? To you. Like it takes a lot of willpower to consciously acknowledge and to 
hold yourself accountable and make sure you right. follow through on doing something over and over and over again. And um, this just came to me. I The Happiness Project by Gretchen Rubin. Great book. She's my favorite author of all time. We can link her book down here. But um, in her Happiness Project book, she got inspiration to um, tackle her life in a year and, um, you know, just revamp it to have um, a happier life because she had like kind of like a midlife crisis. She woke up one day and was like, what am I doing with my life? I'm not happy with any of it. Mm-hmm. And she was a researcher um, and she read a lot about Ben Franklin and he took the, the approach of, okay, I want to make myself better in a year. So each month I'm going to focus on one thing. And he picked a character trait he wanted to embody each month. And so for the first month, let's just say it was truth. So he practiced telling the truth more. And then when the second month rolled around, then he, um, let's say he wanted to add on um, vulnerability. So he would continue practice truth while also implementing vulnerability. And so he would stack Mm. also. And then by the end of the year, he embodied all of these character traits that he wanted to have in his life and to resemble. That is so cool. Yeah. And so she took that approach as well. Each month of the year, she focused on something different in her life. And so um, I just wanted to share that because that was super inspiring to me when I first picked up that book. And I just thought that was a very interesting way to look at it. That is such an interesting idea. And I love that, like Ben Franklin, you know, you never would have expected. I was a little taken back when you said Ben Franklin just now. I was like, what, where did he come from? But I was a little random. I will admit. (laughs) No, I love that. And I really love honestly the idea because how often do we create goals in mind of, um, changing pieces about our personality? Yeah. I've never looked at it that way. I've looked at it like habits, more of like things I'm doing. You know? Yeah. Like something to get done. Like not mm-hmm, so much mm-hmm. the idea of being more truthful or more, um, that is so interesting. I think that's something we all need to sit down and think about. Like, what is something that we want to embody more of in this next year? I yeah. love that. Thank you. It came through. <laughs> love that. Okay. So Next, I think it's really important for you guys to sit down and kind of explore what you would do to replace one of your habits. So um, just something that kind of supports you and your goals. So let's say biting your nails, you know, let's say you always do this when you're stressed or you're anxious and you don't know what to do opposite of that. Maybe instead of every time you want to bite your nails, you pick up a notebook or you pull out your phone, your notebook app, and you just journal. And you journal about why you're feeling stressed right now and different things that you could do to help cope with that. Or maybe you just need to sit in that stress right now. So I think it's important to just kind of have an open brainstorm with this um, and be realistic. (laughs) Like, don't say that, you know, you're going to go for a run every time you feel anxious because, you know, even if you don't run, because that's not, Mm -hmm. you're never going to do that. (laughs) ain't happening over here (laughs) not gonna happen unless you're a runner if you're a runner and you enjoy that then that's probably an awesome swap for you but um yeah don't swap don't try to swap something out with a new habit that you know for sure is never going to happen or it might happen for the first week and then you're not going to be even you're not going to follow through with it that's like (laughs) all of america first week of january they're like i'm gonna go to the gym and everyone's yes. in the gym, I would say the first three weeks. And then come February, no one's in the gym. 
Nope. That's fine. <laughs> I saw a meme the other day and it was like gym owners the first um the first month of the year. And it's just like a guy laughing, <laughs> like, yeah, for real. Yeah. <laughs> they probably make most of their profit, you know, within the In first January. month. Yeah. I'm sure Again, they do. That's why I have a trainer because I need I need something to hold me to that, at least until it becomes an ingrained habit in me and I look forward to it. Um, And I also want to talk about uh, when you choose an old habit, don't be hard on yourself if you're Mm. like, okay, I need to ditch this. Like, it's not, um, this isn't a session of like, oh, I'm just a terrible person. What have I been doing with my life? That's don't even entertain that spiral. (laughs) <laughs> right. we're all on that. this journey yeah that's something I've been telling myself don't recently. even entertain that spiral <laughs> well and a lot of times that's just your ego being super super loud and that can be really distracting discouraging and um that's not the source of why you want to make this change also celebrate your small wins and get through one week one day one month start small can't preach that enough Yes, I love that. And I have talked about her before on this podcast, but I love following another YouTuber. Her name is uh, Michelle B. She's from Australia. So she's got a really cool accent, but um, she talks about in her, she has a, it's called a life map and it's basically like a planner, but it's more geared towards planning your life kind of around the goals that you want to achieve. It's a really, really Mm -hmm. awesome planner. She has like digital and paper copies. But what it, yeah, she is, I love her life map. It is so awesome. Um, she talks a lot about though, the idea of celebrating mini goals within your big goal. So let's say, you know, one of my goals this year was to invest 10 K. So one of my mini goals is I'm going to celebrate when I invest a thousand and celebrate when I invest 5,000. So you're breaking it up piece by piece. So you have something to celebrate along the way. It just makes it so much more achievable and it just feels better than saying like, okay, I can only celebrate when I reach 10 K in investments, because then that just feels so far away. It feels impossible in some ways. So I think that's one of the biggest takeaways with this is to, when you are swapping out your habits, focus on the wins and focus on the positives rather than beating yourself down and just like Kate said, do not even entertain that spiral. <laughs> yeah. And I, something my coach, Sophie, who I've worked with the past year, she had me, um, you know, I, I went through a lot of like self-discovery death and rebirth process of recreating, you know, who I really wanted to, um, step into and be. And she had me celebrate all the no's that I got all of the Mm. rejection that I got and it diffuses that like defeat feeling when you celebrate it. Like, I'm so grateful for this experience. I've learned from it and now I can go and be better. And it's one step closer to that. Yes. To that 10 K, whatever that goal goal may be. Mm -hmm. And, um, it makes the process more enjoyable. I really love that. The idea of celebrating the no, because it's so not what our society tells us to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got to know it's time to quit. Mm-mm. Right. Each no leads you closer to that, that, um, soul aligned. Yes. That's meant mm. for you. And that was something that was very hard for me to overcome, especially when I started in my business. Like 
right. would do that comparison. Like, why is this photographer getting bookings and I'm not kind of thing. And mm-hmm. instead I've chosen to celebrate that. And I've had, you know, I don't want a booked out schedule. Right. <laughs> That's just not realistic for me being happy. Right. And so I celebrate when I have free weekends instead of being like, I should be doing photo shoots today. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. So we wanted to end out this episode with some ideas maybe for you guys and just habits that we are going to be leaving in the past for 2022. So my first piece that I am leaving in 2022 is multitasking as an Enneagram three can can attest to this. (laughs) This is not good. I am not good at, um, doing one thing at a time. I'm not good at it because my brain, I kind of have squirrel brain. I want to do a million things. I want to get it all done. So I really want to trade this for focusing on one task at a time. One of my little goals within this and kind of like how to achieve this is going to be to put my phone on do not disturb while I'm working my brain. If I'm, if my phone dings while I am working, I'm going to look at it because my brain just doesn't compute that. Like it's time to be focusing on one thing at a time. So, um, I don't know if you guys have noticed it. I didn't notice it until I think Kate showed me, but the iPhone now has like a bunch of different options for do not disturb. So there's like, you can put like a sleep thing on and like a work and a personal. So it kind of changes up what, um, what notifications are allowed through. So really great feature, highly recommend. And I'm going to try and do this in the new year. I have a little hack for you because I used to be the same way. Anytime my phone would ding or make a noise, I would pick it up. I keep my phone on vibrate, especially now that Mm. I have an Apple watch. If I have like an important call or a message, it comes through on my watch, but, but don't you um, look still, I'll look at it, but I ignore it. Like, Mm. I don't know what it is about the watch. Like I'm not going to sit there and respond to a text message on my watch. I typically don't answer phone calls on my watch. I use my watch mainly (laughs) to track the time when I'm shooting to find my phone when I can't find it. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. (laughs) But, you know, I use it just to keep tabs and make sure like I'm not missing anything super important, Mm -hmm. but I have also been doing because do not disturb. I still have a tendency to like pick up my phone every once in a while. I turn it upside down and I put it on a counter space way far away from me, probably on the other side of the house. Mm -hmm. So I have to, that's how I can disconnect and really hone in. So that if you want to implement any of that, maybe that'll help you. I think that's a good idea for me to keep my phone away from me because I think even if I flipped it over, I still have a tendency to check. So I think, Mm -hmm. yeah, keeping it on the other side of the damn house, basically hiding it from myself, (laughs) then I won't look. (laughs) Try it and report back. Oh, I will. I will. So I have a similar um, goal to Megan's first one. <laughs> I want to trade screen time, whether that's phone, TV for reading time. And I've actually been doing very, very well. I love taking baths. So I've been, mm. whenever I feel like, oh, I just want to watch some TV. I asked myself, would I feel better if I soaked and read a book? And mm. nine times out of 10, it's like, I want to soak, make my body feel good, feed my mind. And then I'm like ready for bed by the end of the night. So Um, And screens, the blue light tends to make it harder for you to fall asleep. And my sleep's been better since I've been doing this. That's awesome. I think a good uh, tip for people that are also struggling with this is putting your phone, like typically by about eight o'clock, because I go to bed so early. (laughs) Grandma. um, um, Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm on that bandwagon now too, though. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> so typically by like, I would say even like 7.30 sometimes, 7.38, my phone just kind of goes on the charger in the bedroom. So like yeah. by that time, I just kind of like put it away and I'm not even thinking about it. I think if your phone, if if your struggle is being on your phone at night, versus like trading it in for something you want to do. I think same thing as my habit is just get it out of the way, like go Mm -hmm. put it on the charger and think about all the other things that like Kate said, what is going to feed my soul better than, you know, watching something right now or scrolling on my phone. Mm -hmm. Okay. My next one, I am going to leave, (laughs) not listening to my gut in the past. So This is something that I've struggled with a lot. I think I've talked about it a little bit on here. Just my um, decision, it's not decision fatigue. It's like my um, not confidence. Like what's that word? You're lacking confidence in the decisions you make. Yes, exactly. Um, And I think that's something that stems from childhood and lots of other, you know, shit basically from the past, Mm -hmm. but I have an issue of not listening to my gut. So I would really like to trade this for just like trusting my ability to make decisions and stick with them and trusting that I know what's best for me at the end of the day. That's huge. That's huge. And that's going to be hard, but I want to work towards it. Yeah. Um, uh, to add to that, I didn't fully trust myself in my business until mid last year. If that makes you feel any better, <laughs> I don't know. It's if hard. It makes you feel better it's or practice. Worse. <laughs> it's it it really is a mindful practice, and uh, yeah. it takes repetition. It really mm. does. And not all days are like, oh, I know exactly what I'm doing, and everything I do is the right thing. Like I don't. Right. Always, I have moments of lapse in that um just confidence like you said so yeah it's a ebb and flow up and down yes it is and i have to get yeah. used to that <laughs> we all do we all do um okay so my second one <laughs> i'm calling myself out on this one <laughs> i am going to stop avoiding scheduling content for social media by planning my content out 2 weeks in advance and um this is something i've struggled with the entire time I've been a business owner showing up on social media. Um, in the beginning, I felt like I was being fake. Mm. I wasn't being real. And I've kind of found my voice and, um, and I feel good about how I show up now. It's just doing it. Yeah. Honestly. And a lot of times the day gets away from us and it's like, Oh my God, I didn't post social media and to book clients, we need to be showing up somewhere. So they know Mm -hmm. what we're doing. And, um, so actually what inspired this was how Megan and I split up balancing, you know, our podcast and the social media for the podcast. And so what we do is we do two weeks on two weeks off. So, um, Megan will for two weeks, schedule all the content for social media, our episodes, all of that. And then it flips over to me for two weeks and that's just worked really well for us. Mm-hmm. I love and that. I love it too, because we were involved in it for some time. We get in a groove and then we can take a break. And mm-hmm. so that's inspired me in my business. I need to schedule out two weeks in advance. I'm actually going to do a month in advance. So I'm working on building out, um, through February so I can like give myself a breather and then get back to it and stay ahead. 
mm-hmm. and um, to stay like relevant with what's going on, you know, in the world, I'm leaving it open. I can go in and make changes and swap stuff out. So it's not like a set in stone. Like once right. I schedule it, it has to post kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, that's a huge thing for me. Really yeah. Is. And I think some small wins that you can celebrate with this is like, okay, you schedule one post for January. Oh now yeah, I did. I have a dance party one week. I love that. That's good. And it's hard to schedule out your content in advance because it's hard to get into the mindset of like, okay, I need to now think I need to be like creative and like thinking about my ideal client. And like, it really does take some time to sit out and plan all of that. So it's going to be hard, but you can do it. Yeah. Well, and I found if I just sit down and like make myself do it, I get into a flow. Right. Yeah. That's you easier. just have to force yourself into it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just need to stop avoiding and making excuses for why it's hard. Like all of mm. those things and just being like, I can do this and really right. trusting myself to show up the best authentic way that I can. And right. hopefully it'll resonate with people. <laughs> of course it will. Okay. So my last one is going to be quick because we already kind of talked about this, but this has been hard for me, um, getting on my phone early in the morning. So a lot of times I, um, I think what it is, is like, I just, I like look to either turn off my alarm because my alarm's on my phone, turn off my alarm. And then I see a notification, you know, either a text or something because I do go to bed early. So I get texts in the morning <laughs> that I have to answer. <laughs> so, um, I think that's what it is. And then I get sucked in. So my big thing right now is that I'm trying to trade it for reading, meditating or movement. So this month I'm doing a yoga with Adrian 30 day yoga challenge. And so I've been trying to like get into the groove of when I wake up, I immediately go to the couch and I still stay comfy. Like I stay in my PJs, I get cozy on the couch with like my water and my um, blanket. And I just like sit and read. So it still kind of feels like I'm relaxing and like, not, you know, I'm not like out of bed yet, quote unquote, but, um, I'm trading it for something else. Instead of laying in my bed and staying on my phone, I am doing something that I actually want to do every single day. So for honestly, for the last week or so, it's been good. Like, I feel like I've been on a strive of doing it. So, or on a stride of doing it. So I want to continue this. I'm guilty of doing that too. And what's helped me is, uh, me and Dawson waking up at the same time. Mm. like getting up and obviously when we get up our dog's ready to go out and so (laughs) my my routine when I get out of bed now brush my teeth take the dog out make coffee and Mm -hmm. I actually leave my phone upstairs I do not take it downstairs with me and um I I strategically like don't plan like calls and things that I need to show up to in the morning so I can Mm -hmm. have that space to just do things that I need to for me Um, right before I'm like sucked into the phone. Yeah. That is such a good note. I stopped scheduling things before 10 o'clock, like the middle of last year, because I literally was like, I don't want to do anything before (laughs) 10. That has nothing to do with me. (laughs) And there's nothing that says you have to, because you're the CEO. Yeah. I'm the CEO. I'm the CFO. I'm everything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. My last one is one of the main reasons why I'm working with the trainer, but mm-hmm. I found myself and actually one of our guest speakers in the next coming months will come on and talk to us about this. But, um, so I got some inspiration from Megan on this too, but I was just 
scheduling out my calendar and not accounting for making like 30 minutes or an hour for me to eat. And a lot of times I would just starve myself throughout the day, not have time or forget to feed myself, which is just crazy because I'm almost 30 years old who forgets to feed themselves. Every, every freaking woman, I feel like does this. I was going to say, I think like (laughs) most women I know they do. So at least you're not alone. (laughs) But I, I started noticing like I had less patience, um, less motivation. I would get tired a lot sooner. And it was because I was just running my body on E. So, um, to counteract this, I started convenience eating, like just getting microwave shit food to be honest or you know um you know convenience fast food and I would I started noticing I would feel terrible for making Mm -hmm. that choice after and this is a cycle I was in and I was like I can't keep doing this so a big um reason I started training with someone is because when I'm working out I need to eat and feel my fuel my body and get back into doing smoothies and stuff like that so um the working with the trainer has triggered that. So that's also another way I've kind of stacked these two mm-hmm. things. Um, and I feel so good. So I'm like also trying to acknowledge when I do um, take action in these habits that I like doing, or I'm like setting a goal to do, I acknowledge how I feel. And I thank myself for taking care of my body because right, right. we don't think to thank ourselves day to day. Yes. And I think we deserve that. And we're going to be more encouraged when we do take that time. Like, okay, Kate, you're doing awesome. (laughs) You did what you're supposed to do today. (laughs) I love that. And that is a great way for us to end this episode. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I mean, I had a lot of fun kind of like planning it and, um, you know, talking about all of the shit habits that we want to leave in the past. (laughs) (laughs) And if you guys have some habits that you kind of want to trade out and maybe you're really into accountability like Kate is, we um, would love if you posted on our, or like, you know, commented on our Instagram and told us of some of the habits that you're swapping out. Yeah. Always here to be account accountability buddies. Is that mm-hmm. like a thing? Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you next week with another episode. Mm-hmm.